0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Code of conduct.
1: Good morning good afternoon good evening and good night this is the code of conduct with the king podcast i am your host jake spencer king i am back for the first time live this is exciting man hey i'm brought to you tonight by the buffalo rumbling podcast network i got a real special show for you today i got a real special show i got my partner in crime from the chop up joining me, my man Mookie Hawkins got my man. You know, sometimes we had a little couple rumblings back and forth on the joint on the on the Twitterverse. My man joining us from PFF. My man EJ Daniels joining me. It's gonna be a real fun show. I'm excited
0: because
1: Buffalo Rumblers, we're we're uh, we're venturing off into uncharted territory. So we're we're here, and and I'm excited to be doing this, and and. Hey, Joe kicked it off last night with with the Overreaction Show, and and from what I hear, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. So shame on me. I'm a bad bestie. I'm gonna catch up on it, but um, hey, he kicked it off right from what I hear. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk too long about everything. I know it's it's the legal tampering period. So so we get to see you know a lot of guys intentions to sign in certain places uh today we didn't see the buffalo bills be too active i didn't think that they would we we surprisingly brandon bean was brandon bean is a wizard as he's been and and we were able to really retain everybody that we didn't think that we could or i I don't know how we were able to do everything that we were able to do so instead of just go ahead and doing you know instead of just talking and rambling on i'm gonna bring my man ej right on in and we're gonna get it going What's going on with
2: you, EJ? Spence, what's going on, man? Thank you for this opportunity to have a conversation with Bills Mafia. I appreciate it, man.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you joining me. And for those who don't know, uh, EJ is a correspondent for PFF. Uh, so, why don't you let everybody know kind of what you do over there with PFF, and you know, so they so they know who they're talking to when they're when they're going back and forth with the Buffalo PFF.
2: Yeah, so I run the uh, PFF Bills page. I, I post all the content. Uh, that's on there all the grades and things like that and then um, also I'm a uh, data collector so every so at the beginning of last season I was privileged to strictly be doing the Bills O-line so we have a process called all blocking so I was able to do all their pass blocking snaps and all their run blocking snaps so I was able to see them in depth for pretty much the whole season so that's kind of what I do for PFF amongst other things but those are the two Bills related things that I do consistently Okay, all right, well, the reason why I
1: wanted to have you on tonight is because obviously, so you know with now it's the it's the legal tampering period, so now free agency is coming and i and I'm a firm believer that free agency and the draft are always connected, and I'm sure anybody who really has any type of you know football knowledge or anybody who really digs into it will say the same thing so the way the draft or the way free agency so far is going for the bills, it seems like it was a, a strong urgency on retaining everybody that was a buffalo bill so we we kept matt milano which really not too many people thought that we would i i was one of them i didn't think that we could uh you know i it was one of those things where it was like i wanted to but in my mind it was like all right he's gone so i'm gonna just tell myself he's gone so that way my heart's not broken anymore and i just kind of moved on from it um but but you know brandon bean retained him we signed daryl williams we, we you know kept him to a very good cheap contract you know um who else did we keep we pretty much kept everybody on the offensive line. We, you know, we, we gave our safety, we you know, we matched our safety contracts up. So so tell me, how do you see this thing turning out still as far as you know, once free agency does open up and
2: then how do you see it playing out for for the draft? Uh in terms of free agency, I think they still need um an edge rusher piece. Um unfortunately Yannick Ngakwe, that was the guy I wanted. Um he was gone. Yeah. And then uh Danico Atri. He's gone too. I think he got signed by the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Um and then it was rough. Bud Dup- yeah, Bud Dupree's gone too. So a lot of the good edge rushers, you know, are gone. So I I I think because of that, subsequently, I think they're probably gonna go with an edge rusher looking towards the draft. I hope that's not the case because edge rusher is an important position for us. And if we want to get better. We can't look to someone who's unproven. I would like to see somebody that is proven. But, I mean, as you just mentioned, you know, being pretty much signed back, retained all of our players, so it looks like they're going back with this run it back mentality. Um, so I didn't think, like, the Bills got better with these, you know, consistent moves, these uh, these few moves that they made so far. But looking at the draft, um, I think they're going to go edge and I think they're going to go corner because that is where they can get better Honestly, the Bills are in a position to take the best player available. So I'm looking at Asante Samuel Jr. from FSU. I'm looking for Greg Newsom from Northwestern, you know, a cornerback that can, you know, impact this cornerback too. You know, Levi Wallace is a restricted free agent, so I I, I would expect them to bring him back. You know, you got Dane Jackson, you know, who came on, you know, pretty strong for the team. So I'm expecting the Bills to go corner, edge rusher, and address this defense and get some good players so they can build, you know, for the future, and they're, they're in a great position
1: okay so so now looking at it from that viewpoint i'm gonna bring in my man my my partner in crime on on the thing that i like to call the chop up i I, it's been a minute since he and i actually got a chance to sit down and chop it up so i'm gonna bring my man mookie hawkins in what's going on with your mook dog
3: what's going on young spence y'all mean what's up? what's up Ed?
1: Man, we done, man? uh we sitting here talking about um some of the moves so far that we we were able to see in free agency and kind of how the Bills so far are on the first day of illegal tam or I'm sorry legal tampering how the Bills have kind of been quiet because they've put a focus on retaining our own guys. So now you know the first question EJ was you know how do you see this kind of affecting what we do in the draft? What do you think we're doing with thirty or or really what do you think that we do first? once free agency really does open up are we a day two type team are we really not too much of a free agency at all type team and then we just look at the draft uh what do you think the team is doing from from you know the energy that you get when you when you uh correspond with the team right now
3: <laughs> yeah this feels me because like my day has been so crazy i'm i had you know i had to cook you know what i mean so you know i got my chef on you know what i mean. Man. I had to do some little veggie medley like you know some Brussels sprouts and all that good stuff so I'll figure oh, out, um, <laughs> I mean let's I mean when it really boils down to this. If you look at the exit meeting, um what Brandon Bean was reiterating on certain things on how the season went last year and if he had a chance to do things different, he would. Let's keep in mind, right? Let's keep in mind that Brandon Bean has never been a GM nowhere else. Coach McDermott has never been a head coach anywhere else. So these guys are still learning on the fly with certain stuff. And when I took from what he meant by if we would have knew, you know, we would have did things different, maybe either Jordan Phillips or Shaq Lawson would still be here. One of the two probably would have still would have signed the contract based upon what Brandon Bean and, and Coach McDermott is doing this year. If you see, they focused on retaining their own and how important last year continuity is, all right? They lost that continuity on the defensive line by not bringing one of those two guys back. And that ended up being being your Achilles heel, you know what I mean, so to speak. So doing things different, you want to keep those guys that's comfortable. If it ain't broke, bro, don't fix it. Why go and spend that money outside, you know, we can use that same money. And for the sake of the culture and for the sake of that growth mindset that Coach McDermott talks about, those guys is fully bought into that. And they was one game away from reaching the Super Bowl with that. So, you know, it's kind of like a win-win for, you know, the front office because the culture that's created, those guys don't want to leave. And why would you leave to go somewhere where you help start it from the bottom? To where it is now, that's just like going backwards. That defeats the purpose. So, you see, guys like Matt Milano, Matt Milano taking the family discount. You see, Feliciano taking the family discount. All right. Um, only thing that just couldn't join the party this time is John Brown, and and basically with the emergence of Gabe Davis, due to the fact that you know you got you got to stay healthy, man. And this is the business part of the game. You know you got to stay healthy. Uh, they was five and zero with him being down. You know, so going forward, here we are with the draft. Uh, the Bills did a good job of taking care of family business. Now we still have to see what's going on with Isaiah McKenzie. Obviously, he potentially can test the market or maybe he could sign tomorrow. Who knows? If he's feeling that same way, how my notion is from, you know, what I'm getting is that those guys aren't going anywhere. You know what I mean? They they understand, you know, they they trust this process. They They are very comfortable here. And you know it's not about scenery, it's about work. You know, what I mean, I'm not picking a, a, a organization to bask in the sun. I'm not. I'm not picking the organization to go chill on the beach. I'm coming to come to work. You know, and I can go to the beach in the off season. I can go somewhere warm in the off season, whatever the case. You know, if they make sure the Pro Bowl is back in Hawaii, right? Hey, that's more emphasis on getting to the. Super, I mean, uh, to 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 the Pro Bowl. But um, with that being said, as far as thirty go. Um, I mean still, what's left is the need at cornerback, obviously um, and um, there's still a need at edge rusher, you know, even though Addison took the pay cut um the age is still the age, you know what I mean, okay, do you think that Espinosa, like? It must. It must have, a it must have been a minute. A Hold
1: on. It must have been a minute since you've been on the show or something, because you just you 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 running through the whole show, <laughs> dog. You got all the content. <laughs> you hitting you every single bullet point. Just you just- <laughs> <into the> drive, <laughs> He's, like, yo. Every, you've everything going.
2: He's been hungry. He's been like yo. This is just uh, you know
3: appetizing. He was like, "Yo, I ain't been on nothing in forever.
1: I'm about to bust this down. I'm about, to. Right. well, no, but so, well, but to your point, so let's back up just a second. So, so to your point, you were talking about how you know the the homegrown aspect or what they're trying to do is and keep the guys that we have. So you got Levi Wallace out there. And we you were just talking about cornerback too. To me, that's one of the most important, if not the most important, position of need now because going into this, I thought the most important thing that they needed to do was retain Daryl Williams." They were able to do that and retain, you know, our, our outside linebacker, which how in the world they were able to do that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But right now, first, I'm going to swing it over to EJ. What do you think? So do you think that we should stick inside and, and we should and, and we should address this position uh, by just retaining Levi Wallace? Or should we I know we were linked to, you know, uh, Richard Sherman. Uh, there's possibility that we could draft. What are you what are you thinking that we should do?
2: they should not uh they should retain Levi Wallace but they should definitely draft a cornerback with the number 30. Honestly in a in a perfect world, I would want to see them trade back in the second round, grab somebody. I think they could still get Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round. Get Asante Samuel Jr. Get Greg Newsom. Then you got Levi, Greg Newsome. They like Iffy for Iffy uh Malafato. I think that's how you say it from no Syracuse Model follow from Syracuse. They've had a pre-draft meeting with him. I'd like him too. So if you can get Greg Newsome and Iffy and Dane Jackson and, and Levi Wallace, that's only going to bolster this coverage unit. You can never have too many coverage people on your team. That's why Matt Milano was signed back because, you know, his coverage ability is important, you know, and when you can have, you know, four to five guys that can cover at, at least an average to solid level, I mean that that's invaluable. I mean, look at the 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 Bills' biggest competition right now is the Chiefs what is their biggest strength speed speed at wide receiver. So they have to have more cover guys. And I think they can get an edge rusher a little bit later in the draft. You know what I mean? To, 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 to bolster that. But I think cornerback two is definitely the biggest need. And I would like to see them trade back and try to get at least two corners out of this draft.
1: Okay. So you said, okay. So you said later in the draft for edge rusher now. So my concern about that is that when you say later in the draft, in my experience, it's very rare that you find a diamond in the rough late in the draft when it comes to edge rushers. Now I know the bills have done pretty good. You know, Matt Milano being one of them, a, a late round pick that turned out to be one of those guys that we really wanted to extend a contract to. Um, you know, you know, they find these guys late in the draft that are pretty good. I don't know about edge rusher. What do you, um you, you think that there's somebody this year coming out that they might be able to look to in the, in and by later, even for edge rusher three and four can, can be considered late. no,
2: uh three and four is actually a little bit early for me four five and six i mean five five and six is probably late so i think they can get a guy like peyton turner from houston they can get a guy like chris rump from duke like there's edge rushers there that can contribute right away i mean you drafted aj epinesa like like mookie mentioned already so you have people you have daryl johnson and i mean trust that being is going to make the right position and you have to also remember dane jackson was a seventh round pick so Brandon Bean has shown the propensity to be able to hit on late round draft picks. I understand where everyone is coming from that they don't want to take an edge rusher that late. I get it, but there's this draft is very deep. It's very deep with lots of talent, and if Bean is hitting on late round draft picks like he has been, I don't see why I wouldn't trust him to do the same thing at edge rusher. I know Bills Mafia wants an edge rusher really badly, and there's a lot of them that have been signed already. But you know, you gotta you know trust that Brandon Bean is gonna make the correct decision in the draft, which he's proven time and time again. Okay, so, well,
1: let me ask you this then, because um, I used to be on team, and Mookie, this one is for you now, because I, I, I was on team, and, and Bruce is going to love this when I say this. I was team running back at 30. I was team running back at 30 because um, I was so frustrated in the playoffs at what we didn't seem to have. After going back to watch the film, and I watched the entire season back, the running back position is still a position that I feel we need better production from i don't necessarily think that we need to draft at 30 and i don't necessarily think that we need to replace the running backs that we have what i think is that um we need to figure out the right type of way to use the running backs that we have and that's just the layman terms of saying that you know we can speak x's and o's and all that stuff but i just feel like the team hasn't haven't we just haven't used them correctly so running back or even at 30 what is it that you think that we're going to do going here now because we retain the whole offensive line we're running the back. That's that's what they said. We're gonna bring everybody back. We didn't have a, a good opportunity to see everybody play together. So is this offensive line the type of line that we need when you're looking at motor and moss? Or is it something that we're gonna have to look at either in free agency or uh via the draft?
3: It is for me. Yeah. Um when you look at it. Now, here it is. You know, I tell, I'm, I'm locked and loaded today, all right? So, you know, I might be a little <laughs> long-winded, all right? Do it. Do your thing. Do your um, thing. I mean, when you look at it, when you when when you, when you you brought Josh in, Josh was supposed to be just a game manager. He wasn't supposed to be just, you know, we know he had the gunslinger mentality, but that wasn't the process with Josh coming in. They wanted to, you know, man, he wanted to just be a game manager, you know, control the ball with great defense in the run game. That's why Frank Gore was brought in, um, you know, but when you brought in Stephon Diggs, that changed the dynamics of the offensive scheme. You know you was bringing Stephon Diggs in here. You are throwing the ball. So the type of run style they had didn't mesh with that. So they had to go to a little bit more zone base, which catered to the scheme and your quarterback because he can, he's mobile. You know what I mean? He's an athletic guy. So it catered to that. So that's where I think Singletary kind of fell out of favor. You know what I mean? And then you bring Zach Moss in, who is a zone run running back. But once again, he's a rookie. It's not impatient. You know, I mean, he's not patient. And in the NFL, the speed is different. You have to be a little bit more patient. That's why the Bills were interested in Le'Veon Bell, who is probably one of the best, patientest running backs in the NFL. And, you know, he's a scheme fit with the zone. Hey, at. What's the deal on him? You could bring Le'Veon Bell back right now. He should be a free agent. You know what I mean? You could bring Le'Veon Bell in here. Well, Uh, let me,
1: well, not to cut you off, but let me do that. You are mentioning that there was a rumor earlier um, and the guy, I don't know how legit he is or how legit he is. Yeah. um, But he (laughs) actually hit on, he hit on a different uh, rumor earlier. So um, he mentioned that there may have been some rumblings and some talk and Dan LeBert I brought up here about Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, what about the possibility of Kamareem Hunt maybe being traded?
3: Hey, one thing I can tell you about Brandon Bean is at the end of the day, they are going to make this roster competitive. All right, nobody is getting a free pass, they don't care who you are, it's their job to make this roster the most competitive roster if you have the most competitive roster you have the most competitive team you have the most competitive team there's no issue with you going out there competing against anybody so yeah that's definitely going to make their the running room better like you got to bring a veteran guy in now at 30 best available with naji harris you go in there i mean it obviously the bills are going to do something at running back you know what I mean? The Bills are going to do something at running back. They, they've been in the talks with, you know, here you go. Le'Veon Bell to be one. Then you talk about this rumor with Kareem Hunt. You talk about, I mean, Travis Entian verified it to me himself. You know what I mean? That the Bills have contacted him. And, you know, there's mutual interest. So, obviously, the Bills are trying to find a way to get better. When you look at the Kansas City game, coach talked about speed, you know, size. Your running backs is running four sixes out here, bro. Let's be real. What's going on right now? You can't be dynamic if you can't you can't you can't hang with a dynamic team if you're not dynamic in those areas that they're dynamic in. All right, you, we have some good backs, but we don't have dynamic backs. We don't have a back that you can give. I mean, have we? We we didn't even run a sweep all season. So how could you be dynamic if we can't even do a pitch out to a running back and he's not a game breaker to pop it for a home run? haven't seen that in a while. You know what I mean? So you got to get dynamic in that area. You want to keep up with the Joneses? You got to be dynamic. Both our running backs is running four sixes. You got Jadavian Clowney runs faster than that, okay? So, you know, you got another guy that the Bills can take at 30, Jason Uwe out of Penn State. I'm rumored to have to run a four three three. You mean to tell me at 6 5 two, 60 running a 4-3? Oh, I can't wait for that pro day. That pro day next week, I think, on the 23rd. I will yeah. I will chop it up definitely for Mr. Uwe. Yeah, so do your research. I'm on my draft game right now, that's why y'all probably haven't heard a little bit. I've been me and my man Dean Kiddig Dick Draft Tech. We've been getting some things rolling, but I'm telling you now, I want to see him run that. If he runs a four or five, I'm still considering getting that at 30. You look at it. The Bills took the best available player. They're not really looking for impact impact guy to come in and start. They're looking for quality depth, but they have to do it in the draft position because Four years ago, what did they take? Jadavius, a cornerback. They took a lineman. These guys now have re signed big time dips. So I don't want to chime into anything else we got bothered, but yeah, that's what it well, is.
1: Well, no, it's just funny because I'm laughing first because Joe, you know, he said you dropped the Jadavian Clowney runs faster than our running back speech. Mm-hmm. But then, so speaking about that, so uh, we have uh, Kenny Riggleman posted a comment here and I saw EJ kind of shake his head, almost in disgust at the comment when I had it posted earlier. So he said nothing against Singletary; he's just small and slow. I like Moss if he would get seventy-five percent of the carries, I think we'd be okay. Um, what are you What are your thoughts about that, EJ? Because I saw you kind of react to that.
2: <laughs> I don't understand why people are poo-pooing on Devin, Tingles, Devin Singletary so bad. Like, I think he's a solid <laughs> back. He's not a star, He's not a starter, obviously, but he can work in a rotation and again as Mookie brought up he brought up the Chiefs right the Chiefs run a Super Bowl with running a three rotational back system so I agree with your point about you know they probably do need some speed there and then on top of that um back to the running uh the Bills were the fifth highest graded zone running team at the beginning of the season you know, and people started to see, like I said, I've, I've watched the O-line extensively. People started to see the O-line dissipate when it comes to to the run game. And that's why, you know, that's what Bill's Mafia remembers. You know, they remember the, the fall off. You know, so now we go into this season and now you guys want to run it back. and Like, let's get a running back out. Let's get a running back at 30. The way you improve your running game is to prove your O-line. I mean, you brought everybody back. You run it. You ran it back. Like you say, they took a in the other draft with uh Josh Allen. They took a alignment and they took a cornerback. Those are three of the mo- the top, most valuable positions on the field: left right. tackle, cornerback, and um and uh cornerback. Uh, uh, so why not do the same thing here? Why not take alignment? I mean, I love Jason, the pick of Jason Oway. You know, at thirty, that'd be great. But back going back to Zach Moss, Zach Moss was one of the highest graded rookie running backs in the league. He was the fifth highest rookie rookie running back, mm-hmm. and he okay. also was the... Okay. Yep. And he was also the highest pass blocking back. And when a team like the Bills, who run the second least in the league, I mean, I don't see why he shouldn't get most of the carries. But, I mean, Devin Singletary can work in the system. The Bills running backs aren't as bad as Bills Mafia makes them out to be. Yes, they don't have speed, but they have a transferable trait. Both of them were able to make people miss in college and they're able to make people miss in the pros. That's what both of them do well. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they can get it done. Yes, the Bills do need speed in the running back room, but I think they need to go get a speed back late. There's a lot of backs in this draft that they can get late with speed, but spending more resources on a, a position that isn't as valuable right. that just doesn't make any sense to me personally. If, if you're trying to win
3: if you're trying to win right now, bro. You're trying to win right now. You is not trying to wait for bargain shoppers in the draft. You do that in free agency. You got to go get top-tier guys. You got to get guys up. One thing I can say that the Bills do do, they hit they hit so well on draft day. You, yeah. Ninety, 85% of the guys end up starting to being an impact on the team. So, one, there you know that they know what they're looking for. And, two, they know how to develop it. That is very hard to do in any coaching level. You know what I mean? But on that level, it's, I'm quite sure it's very hard to do. Um, and you got to flip it. You know, like you said, 2017, those cornerstones. Now, this draft, hey, do the same damn thing. You got to find Trodavious running, mate. So go get you another young stud corner over there. Eric Stokes just ran a 4-2. He's 6-2. Once again, we talk about size, speed. You know, you need that element. Okay, so I'm looking at guys like that. You got uh Melifanu that they can take at 61 potentially be there. I mean, Uwe, yeah, I know my man Kevin Riggleman chimed in about he was an underachiever, didn't have that many sacks. But let me tell you something. One thing you cannot teach is speed. It's, okay, yep, you cannot teach speed. And if that kid if, yep. that kid, if that kid runs a four three, if that kid runs a four four, if that kid runs a four five, okay, I'm going to get that kid and I'm going to develop him. And look at Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is 22 years old. He's been in the league three years. You know what I mean? He has yet to scratch the surface. So, yeah, I would take – now, we did the same thing with Espinosa. You know what I mean? So, I would take that if he's there, but he could potentially slide to 61-2. That's why I feel you, ED, on moving back. You know what I mean? The Bills traded away their first-round pick last year. So, it's nothing to him to move back. I had him moving back a little bit with Jacksonville to get that fourth round pick because they don't have a fourth round pick. But I do believe that the bills could potentially draft trade a couple of times during the draft.
1: Well, let's, let's talk about another potential a need something that I feel could be a need that could potentially be done via trade or draft or free agency. Somebody in here earlier had a good, um, a good question about, do you think they'll do something about tight end in free agency with a veteran? Like Mm -hmm. maybe like Rudolph, or maybe, um, I know, Ertz is out there being mentioned with maybe a fourth or a third round draft pick um we can start off with ej here really quickly uh do do you think this is something that draft wise is there some something is there somebody in the draft that you would rather target or is this something that you are like you know what hey for a third or for a fourth you can get Ertz for a year or two i'm I'm making the trade five or ten times out of ten what what are you looking at this year when it comes to the bills in the tight end position
2: so tight end is definitely a position of need. Um, Brandon Bean mentioned in his podcast with uh, Chris Collinsworth that you know they need yeah, more production yeah. out of the tight end position. So in a draft, I've been doing so many mock draft simulators, and mm-hmm. I see every time that Brevin Jordan from the U is there every single time I do a draft, no matter what it is. And that's one of the most athletic tight ends in his draft. They they compare him to a wide receiver, and the Bills could use a move tight end. I've also said that I, I like uh, Gerald Everett from the Rams who was just – uh, said on his Instagram that he wasn't coming back to the Rams. I mean, I wanted to get John U. Smith, but I knew his price tag was going to be entirely too high because he had a lot of hype coming from the Titans. So you get a guy mm-hmm. like Gerald Everett from the Rams who you can sign for cheaper, who can do the same thing as John U. Smith. His name's just, just isn't as big. And then on top of that, you can get Kyle Rudolph. People don't like Kyle Rudolph because he's slow, but there's one thing that he can do that the Bills tight ends haven't been doing that's catching the football. He can do that. <laughs> Facts. You know, So um, he can catch and he can block. So any one of those three guys, I think, would be great options for the Bills. We don't know what's going on with Tommy Tommy Sweeney. Dawson Knox leaves a lot to be desired with his play. I think he came on a little bit sh- at the end of the uh, year. I honestly thought they should have signed Tyler Croft back because at the beginning of the year, when uh when when um Dawson Knox was out, he actually played solid. And that Rams game, he snapped when 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 the team wasn't looking that good. So he did, I, but he just can't he, stay
1: healthy, bro. Like he just always gets injured. When he's on the field, you're right. I love him right. on the field. He he's um when he's on the field, he seems to be reliable. When the ball goes his way and it's and it's him, it's a catch. So I'm not too worried. But the problem is, it seems like every time he – it's the same issue I have as a basketball fan. I'm a Lakers fan. So as a Lakers fan, every time I watch uh, Anthony Davis, it don't matter what happens. Like, if he get a hangnail, I'm like, oh, hell, he's going to be out for four weeks. <laughs> right. You know, so it's the same thing when I look at Croft. It's like, oh, no, he's open and he tripped over his shoestring. He sprained his ankle for three weeks. I, yeah. That's my problem with Croft. But I do like him. Um, you know, I, I, just, I just don't know. What do you think about that, Mookie? Um, you think the tight end position is one that we – that we look at in the draft, and then I have a follow up question when you're done. So, so this one don't don't go don't go too hard. Too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't go too hard. I got I'm a follow up Penn for count. you. I'm
3: on the pinch count. <laughs> 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 okay, Um Rudolph. I mean, that would be my pick. Um Okay. I mean, you look at it six six two sixty five. You know, we need that. We we and and EJ said it the best. Like blocking is the, the main thing. We know he can catch. He, he, you know, the blocking. The Bills need that blocking tight end. And I know we expect way too much for Dawson Knox right now, all right? When you look at it, when you look at the development, you've got to trust the process.
2: You expect him to catch the ball too much?
3: Dawson Knox catches... The hardest passes you think that he ain't gonna catch, he just drops the easy ones. So that's a lack of concentration. That's just a lack <laughs> of concentration. Wide open, bro. wide open. He misses. Yeah, me. that's just yeah, a lack that. of concentration. He on the sidelines. That's that, but oh. that, but that, but that comes with maturity. When you see him next year, year three, then you are gonna say, "Oh, Dawson, not he." When he start catching the easy passes, we know he gonna catch the difficult ones. And don't forget, he runs a four or five. So that's your dynamic tight end. So they just really lighten the fire. He's definitely that guy. But they're going to bring another guy in to do blocking purposes and, you know, be that veteran guy like a Rudolph. I would say Rudolph will probably be, in my opinion, he would probably be that guy. But if you want to go draft and we're looking for the same guy, how about Trey McKitty out of Georgia, a guy who plays the fullback, a guy who can play. You can put him in that big slot and you could put him, you know, in as a, in, you know, tight end. You know what I mean? So those would be my two, you know, in reference to that. Ertz, yeah, you can make that trade, but the Bills need those draft picks uh-huh. to bring guys in, you know what I mean, instead of one year flyer. I mean, the Bills is not too far off for them to really go too drastically. with bringing players in that way.
1: I want to I want to take a look at Jared Cook. But but before we uh, so I do want to switch gears for a quick minute, though. Um, something that I do want to ask you now, you can be as politically correct about this as you have to be because I understand, you know, I don't want to get nobody in no type of trouble. But it's a question that a lot of bills fans have had since last season and that we're, we still continue to have. Um, do we have any any type of insight on what happened with Quentin Spain? You know, um, that that situation was so it was wild, man. It was like he signs an extension. He's you know, he's talking about how much he loves the, the, the culture here. and He loves Josh. And and then it just blows up and everything is weird. And then it's like he's tweeting cryptic messages. If only y'all knew, <laughs> you know. So do, do you what do you you know, do you have anything that you can say about that? Or is that something that we kind of just need to move on from Whoa. and let that go?
3: Well, one thing I can say, yeah, certain things are G14 classified now, all right? all right? But I will say this, and then, yeah, we can move on. When you look at it, when you look at it, Quinn Spain was what type of blocker?
2: Run blocker? Run.
3: A Run blocker, right? What type of run blocker? Uh, gap. Gap. Man. Power. Right? Why do you think he had to lose all that weight? To do what? To zone block. yeah. To zone, zone block. Go. They changed the scheme. You know what I mean? So once they changed the scheme, he had to lose all this weight. It's not his strong suit. He's losing battles. Didn't fit the scheme. You get frustrated. You might say some things you don't say, whatever, whatever. Then you go. It's, it's, it's this nature of the business. You know what I mean? Moving on with that. But that's not, that. That didn't come from anybody. You know what I mean? That's just me reading in between the lines like, why did he lose all that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? I do. You get that contract, you want to be fit and lean, but I think he lost too much weight trying to fit the scheme, and he just wasn't in the scheme fit. And, you know, frustration probably layered out, and there you have it. You know what I mean? It's nothing really too much to talk about, really. You know what I mean? It, when you look at it, you when we're talking football and we watching football, you have to look at it from that dynamic. I mean, when we look at Devin Singletary, we thought he had a bad year. He really. Had seven hundred or what? Seven hundred and seventy-five yards was rookie year. Six hundred and ninety this year. So really wasn't that far off. It's just how it was schematically laid out to him that you know people kind of feel you know was it a sophomore slump or was it the scheme? I say maybe more or less it was the scheme. You know what I mean? And a little bit of that too with no continuity. It's a lot of stuff. It's it's, it's more. It's not. It's it's tougher than you think when you when everything guy when when we talk about executing at the highest level, bro. Is 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 more difficult than you think. So just read in between the lines, and sometimes you have your answer.
1: Okay. Well, you know, it, it was the question was out there. One one of the good people out here uh, supporting Buffalo Rumblings, uh, they Bobby they France. wanted to know. So so I wanted to go ahead and ask that question for them because I I had that question too. So uh, I do have a couple couple other questions about the team and then we could talk about some of these moves that actually you know what let's 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 switch to the the conference or the division really quickly so the afc east we got a couple moves being made i do not think i do not think that the patriots automatically have just turned into this contender again i do not however i do think that they got better today right i i I think i think you know for those of us who wants to hate on on cam and and we want to hate on the team it's fine to laugh and all that stuff. I get it. But I think if we're being honest, the, the New England Patriots got a lot better than they were last season today. With the opt-ins, the money that they splurged with, they spent a lot of money. I think they overspent, especially when we're talking about the receivers. I think that they uh, – Nelson Aguilar? Are you kidding
2: me? Um,
1: like, I mean, hey, come no, on, don't man. Sleep. Like, don't sleep on him. Listen, no.
2: he, led to, he led the NFL in deep touchdowns last year. Don't sleep on him. I'm not, I'm because not because sleeping like on him. Lane. I'm not sleeping
1: on him. I'm not sleeping on him at all. But but you mean to tell me that with the upcoming draft, which again seems to look like there's going to be a strong draft for wide receivers and with the other wide receivers that's out there, we just released John Brown.
2: You mean to tell me you would rather have Aguilar over John Brown? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he got better last year. Well, no, and, and I would what? I would agree that he yeah, got better. Yeah. I would agree
1: with that. What I'm saying is the amount of money that they spent, there's better receivers that you can get, or you can even go cheaper than that and draft somebody that's better. But, I mean, it, what do you think? I mean, do you agree with that, or do you think that they're, they're going about this the wrong way? I think that they're splurging. They did get better, but I don't think that they're building the right way.
2: I mean, you can make a case that it was a bad move. I mean, again, as I've mentioned before, you know, players only see 68% of that contract, other contract, So he may not even get all the money that he signed for, but he did have a great year last year. He did have somewhat of a breakout year last year. And why not have both? I mean, in NFL today, when you're passing more than ever, why not get uh, Nelson Aguilar? Why not get a Jalen Darden? Why not get a Tyler Vaughn from USC? Why not get as many writers, good wide receivers as you can? I mean, we all sit here and talk about Cam doesn't have any weapons so let's just get him as many weapons as they possibly yeah. can and get let him battle weapons. it out I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad move like I said if Aguilar didn't come off of the season that he had last year I would, it probably would be a bad move but he had a good year he led the NFL in deep touchdowns that's touchdowns with 20 plus, 20 plus yards or more so I mean he, he can get it done he showed that he's got, he's gotten better the thing is is the Kendrick Bourne one, that one is, was a little bit of a head scratcher because, you know, they gave him twenty-two million. So I don't know where that is. But and then Johnu Smith, you know, that that's that's a great move too. They like you said, they got better on the offensive side of the ball. They were always able to run the ball because they had a solid O-line. But like you said, they got better, but I don't still think they're better than the Bills with the move that they made today.
1: See, now, okay, now you you mentioned Johnny Smith. And I I like Johnu Smith too. Um, and he was a player that you know, eventually came on my radar because of like, you know, the Greg Thompson's of the world and, and you know, so many others who, who you know, they do their player profiles and they get their, their player crushes on them. And then I look at their tweets and I'm like, OK, I'm gonna check them out. Janu Smith appears to be a very, very talented player. So when I say this is not a negative thing that I'm saying about him. What I do not understand from Bill's Mafia is why we were so in love with the idea of having Janu Smith when you look at the production that Janu Smith has had over the course of the same amount of time that Dawson Knox has been in the league and Dawson Knox has very comparable slightly better stats than Janu Smith but we want to get rid of Dawson Knox for Janu Smith. I do not understand that. I don't get that. Is that is you know would you have swapped the two from your viewpoint because if you look at the stats Dawson is is very, very, very close and actually slightly better. I was actually trying to pull them up.
3: Yeah. I mean, the the dynamic tight end, I mean, Dawson is their guy. You need a veteran guy next to him. And that's that's the thing. Even with our running backs, they need a veteran guy. But if (laughs) it's hard when, hey, if if NTN and and Najee Harris is there at thirty. Do you, do you pull the trigger? I mean, you know, but there is veteran guys out there. There are veteran dynamic guys out there that you get at, you can get at a good deal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the Bills would draft. If the Bills are going to draft a running back, they're going to draft a first-round running back. They're not going to draft another third-round running back. You have two of them already. All right, so they're not going to wait again to draft another guy. If you're going to do that, you might as well don't even draft a running back at all because you got Antonio Williams. So, you know, you got to look at where they need to get better at offensively. You need a dynamic back next to Josh Allen, right? Hopefully, Dawson Knotts can turn into that dynamic tight end that he was drafted to be to go along with that veteran tight end, you know, in a Kyle Rudolph, in a Zach Ertz, you know, and so on and so forth, Jared Cook. Um, You know, read it between the lines. The guys that's been around Josh Allen are not going anywhere all right it's just not gonna happen you know you see these guys re-signing all right and it still holds at certain spots and they're going to address that hopefully with some veterans that's looking at buffalo like hey you know they're a contending team and i want to come and you know get these guys over the hump something that jj watt couldn't do i mean you know Cardinals made him an offer he just couldn't refuse So I ain't mad at him about that
1: Man can I tell you how happy I am that we didn't sign J.J. Watt though like not that I mean Okay for if we were to sign J.J. Watt I don't think that there's anybody Who's a Bills fan who wouldn't be Excited about having a huge Player a superstar come to Buffalo Right but at the same time Could you imagine A week ago two weeks ago nobody Thought that we would be able to bring everybody Back that we would have wanted to bring back Nobody, if you know, if we would have got JJ Watt, that's not happening. That is not happening. And wait, we're we're going on a tangent. I did not mean to do this. We're talking about New England, so we're talking about them spurs and spending money. We're talking about John New Smith, and I was talking about how the stats are comparable between he and Dawson Knox. So now you're looking at New England, and and EJ was talking about the receiving core. Technically, it is better. You're right; they did give Cam better weapons. So now. Uh, My man Aaron Quinn Hopefully he's listening If not, I'm going to shout him out Make sure he's listening tomorrow No, because me and him go back and forth about Cam The thing about it is I just feel like last year Cam didn't get a fair shake Now, this year If Cam gets some receivers And they give him some type of protection And he goes out there and he bombs it again Hey, he ain't my He's It's not my team I really do not care that much But I will gladly I will gladly say that you all are right about Cam And that New England is trash and blah 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 it's just that I don't want to write Cam off because of an injury. And I don't want to write Cam off because he got COVID early in the season. I really do think that Cam is one of the hardest working quarterbacks in the league. I think that he's talented. I think sometimes injuries take a couple of years to come back from. I just, you know, I just really do, especially when it comes down to throwing motions and, and the shoulders that you use to throw, or when it comes down to, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I don't want to get on a Cam rant and preach about Cam, but I do think that if you feel like, the Patriots are like just oh they they just spending money and they're not getting better. No, they're getting better this year. Mm-hmm. Like they they definitely helped Cam Newton out a ton. And that defense, first of all, they got some players to opt back in. They made a really big signing. They snuck away that linebacker from Baltimore. And I'm gonna tell you what, yeah. <laughs> that is not a slouch. That's that's not a you shouldn't just ignore that. We got Josh Allen. They got somebody to run after Josh. That was exact. So Josh Allen having the season that he had, the the, the near MVP season. That move that the New England Patriots just made today, that was a direct response. That's exactly what that was. Uh, EJ, what do you think about about that signing? And what do you think about so far how the the AFC East East appears to be shaping up?
2: I love the Matthew Judon shot. He was really productive for Baltimore. Um, Solid linebacker play the three four skinny move guy like you said can can chase after Josh Allen and any of these athletic guys that you can get on the defense to chase these quarterbacks around especially with how many more mobile quarterbacks there are in the league is always a plus and you know one thing that you can count on with the Patriots they're gonna have a scheme they're gonna have players they're gonna put people in the right positions as far as the AFC East as a whole um I, I obviously I said I like what um uh New England did I like what Miami Miami let their defensive tackle go. It's getting better, man. Like I say, it's getting better. The Jets signed Corey Davis. Um they they let one of their defensive tackles go, but I mean, everyone's getting better. I feel like these other two teams, the Jets and Miami are probably going to make moves in the draft that's going to be big splashes. You know, uh Miami has the third pick if I'm not mistaken or something like that. Uh the Jets have two first round picks. So I think they're going to make big moves there and we still waiting to see what what they're going to do, but I mean, I like Robert Sala. I like I like what he's doing. And then you know Bill Belichick, and we already know what he's going to do. And then you see, uh, you see what Brian Flores is doing in Miami, man. He let uh, Lawrence, he let Lawrence Guy go, and uh, Kyle Van Noy. He let Kyle Van Noy go. Like he's making moves. You know, everyone's making moves to try to get better. The Bills are no longer the the team, the up and coming team. They are the hunted now. Now people are going to come after them. They can't sneak up again on anybody anymore. The people are going to come after. People are going to make moves. People are going to double Stephon Diggs. People are going to make sure they take away what the Bills do best. So they got to be ready for it.
1: And I don't know if this is is accurate. I normally um, go and trust Adam Scheffner, but I'm seeing that my man Kenny Riggleman is reporting sources per sources per Kenny Riggleman live on the code of conduct. Brought to you by the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We're reporting that the Jets have signed defensive end Carol Lawson, who was actually one of the guys that was on my list that I wanted the Buffalo Bills to to hopefully sign. But um the the, oh he he has been signed. I didn't get a chance to look when I got off. He's
2: been signed for 30 mil.
1: Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So that was somebody that I wish we could have got. But um, you know, it just it we weren't good. That's too rich for our blood right now, you know. And hey. It is what it is. It is what it is. I I think that the Buffalo Bills are still the best team in the division. Um, I think other teams are chasing. Like EJ was saying, like now you're going to get. You know, it's kind of like you know. Again, I'm a Lakers fan. Every single night you get the other team's best shot because you just won the championship. And then the Bills' case, you're the AFC champion, the AFC East champion. Um, You just went to the AFC championship, so you got teams looking at you like, oh, you're you're the elite of the league now. You're top four. You're top four team in the league. Teams are going to come for you. So, hey, I I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be fun this year, man. So what about what about the Jets? What about the Jets? So they just signed, you know, they they just signed Lawson. I did want him. What do you think is going on here? They got a new front office, new coaching staff, all this stuff. How impressive do you think they're going to be year one? Because we've seen it now. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have improved year one under Sean McDermott. Now you look down in Miami. Brian Flores has helped them improve in year one. What do you think is going to happen out in, uh, in in East Rutherford, New Jersey?
3: Um, I mean, well, you know, obviously what the Bills done is definitely going to make everybody in the division step their game up. I mean, they're going to have to. or That's the same thing that's going to keep happening. So you're going to have to bring in guys, you know, to make your team better because if you don't, you will not be able to beat the Buffalo Bills. And, I mean, yeah, the Jets and the Patriots, okay, you give them credit. They they, they put some things together. They're forced to put those things together. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick went to the strip club, and he's just tricking off all the money. He's just giving it all the way. <laughs> You know, he just give it all the way. Now, I do like the linebacker signing with Judon because he does pair with Hightower, who will be back. He opted out last year. They still have Chung. Uh, you know, he opted out as well. Um, so you know the defense is still going to you know come with their fire. Um, the offense you still have Sonny Michelle. You got Cam Newton coming back in the second year. You got Nikhil Harry. Hopefully he can you know involve. This is his make or breaks year for him. You bring in Nelson Aguilar. Okay, but on the flip side, you you you, you well they traded back for Trent Brown, right? They got Trent Brown back from the Raiders, but you lose Joe Toomey. You know yep. so you know you. you you give a little, you take a little, you you trade away Cannon as well. He opted out, you get rid of him. So I don't know. I think that, you know, New England probably goes towards the draft as far as linemen. And you know, they always this is Bill Belichick. We're talking about one of the best coaches in NFL history. So every day, every year he's gonna compete. You know what I mean? The Bills just gonna have to always come with their A game because like E D say, you know, they are the hunter. Um Robert Sala, he's gonna bring that same style that he had in San Fran. So He's rebuilding up front because the game is one up front. So you go get that Lawson guy who's going to mimic that Bosa and, you know, those other guys that reminiscent of those, that front line that he had up there in San Fran. So the game is one up front. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that they'll make another splash up front. Uh, who knows uh, with all these pass rushes signing, where does Jadavian Clowney end up?
1: Well, listen. I got to hang out with my guys, uh, Matt and Ryan, uh, the other day last week, and one of the questions that I asked them, and we had a pretty good discussion about this. Um, what about the backup quarterback position? What do you think the Buffalo Bills are are looking to do there? Are you thinking that we're going to sit? We're gonna, we'll start with EJ with this one. My concern is that you know, and I'm sure this is the case on every single team that feels that they're a contender. If their starting quarterback goes down, their season pretty much is is over when it comes to them being contenders. But I'm I'm really not comfortable when you're looking at Matt Barkley uh, coming in for him, or I'm not comfortable where. And I know we haven't seen you know Jake Fromm in action, you know, since since Georgia, but I'm not comfortable with him either. So it's one of those things where in my mind it's like you know, hey, let's let's get somebody. Now the, the heartstrings, the the fan in me, the Buffalonian who who loves a certain individual is like, you'll bring Fitz back F- bring Fitz back. That's not realistic. What do you think is realistic as far as a, a quarterback two position?
2: Are we happy? Are we looking? What What do you think? Honest, honestly, honestly, uh, I I don't hate. Matt. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't hate Matt Barkley. I mean, what he did when he came in in that game in Miami. I'm not gonna say it, it solidified his job, but it's like corner quarter, quarterback two is not really a big a big necessity or need for me. But I will say this: um, with the way Josh likes to play, with the whole when the lineman busts through he want to try to stiff arm five lineman to try to you know make a play that may be some cause of concern where he may open himself up to more injury and as i've mentioned before going to your quarterback two quarter, quarterback two point it's like do you want your 100 million dollar or 200 million dollar quarterback you know taking these hits and trying to do that once he signs his big extension <laughs> so investing in another quarterback that has a similar skill set in Josh would be wise and if I'm Brandon Bean and I see a kid like Kellen Mond from Texas A&M that's there late in the draft, that's pretty accurate. That can move, I would think of investing in him just because you know Josh is open himself opens himself up to injury when he does stuff like that. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah, man. I just wish that Tyree would have worked out. I really wish Tyree yeah. could have been good enough to work because I feel like the skill set, like you know, he had the strong arm, you know, and then like the story would have been really good. You know, Buffalo fell in love with him because UB and all that stuff. uh Mookie, what what about you? What do you think? Same question. uh Backup quarterback position.
3: You got fine Yeah, you got Davis Webb. I know that they don't really fit the mode of what Josh Allen does but I think if in the event that Josh Allen goes down, you know, they, they change they, 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 they changed the script a little bit more, pocket passing or run game. Um, that's where I, I think, you know, if they would have brought up you know, like you said, Tyree Jackson, he's, he fits that mode of what Josh Allen does in the event of being quarterback number two and your office doesn't miss a beat per se. Um, but, I don't know. That's why they re-signed the lineman back. You know, keep them clean. Yeah, but you know what? I got. Um. I I guess I got to put
1: some respect on on Davis Webb' name because you know Matt Matt when I when I asked the question, that was the name Matt brought up. Uh, Matt Perino. That was the first name he brought up. And now that you mentioned it too. But the thing is, with last season, with us having no preseason, and then also there was a very very limited amount of media access to the team last year, as far as being able to, you know. You know, every once in a while Matt or, you know, Sal and those guys will be able to post, you know, some stuff up from practice. We didn't get to see Davis. I, so I don't really know what he is. So I apologize if Davis by any chance might be listening or if somebody might be listening that knows him. Listen, I love him. I, I hope that he's good enough to be the backup quarterback. I hope I really hope that we can upgrade it though. I like Matt Barkley. I just don't see him being somebody that we really can depend on. And I know we had a comment earlier that said that that um you know they like him and I know EJ said that you know he had a pretty good game so he's not too too upset about having him on the team I just man I just don't know I feel like it's a completely I, I just don't feel like we're if Josh goes down say it's week four and and not going what Josh goes down for five weeks are we out of playoff contention now nothing is can he at least keep us in playoff contention until Josh comes back, I don't think we have a guy. I don't. I don't need a guy because if that was if if we could find quarterbacks like that, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be so difficult finding franchise quarterbacks. Like, oh yeah, we got a guy that could get us twelve wins a year. It's not a problem. So I understand that, but I, I also don't want a guy that is going to bomb. Is going to blow up in our face the moment that Josh Allen, you know, goes down for any length of time.
3: Mm, I don't think if that happens. You know, like I said, they'll just gear it towards his skill set. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's good for the locker room. I mean, he's good for your quarterback. You know, it's, it's kind of like certain guys you just want to keep around for your quarterback. You know what I mean? I mean, I hate to, like, flip flip off the sports, but just look at what Jake Igel, Jack Eichel was going through with Sabres. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have the pieces around him. You know, and that's why the team is – suffering you know what i mean and when you do find those pieces you gotta learn how to keep them around you still have to juggle your roster but certain guys like yo i gotta keep him around for my quarterback like he's helping him so much off the field that you know i, I gotta have him around he's just great for josh you know what i mean so and barkley might do it for the culture too and come back you know another year with this quarterback frenzy that's out here I don't really think that is, is it's a market for him. You know what I mean? So where does he go? Do he I mean he I mean they love like the one thing I can say about these players they love it here. So it, he's a California guy, you know what I mean? So if he was to come back, run this thing back the same way like it was, if Josh go down then, you know, the 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 game plan changes. You know what I mean? It definitely changes to his skill set. He can't do the same thing Josh does, but I guess that's the risk you take when, you know, you're, you, you know, when you dealing with a roster, when you're dealing with a 53-man roster.
1: All right. Well, look, we're about to get on out of here. But before we do, I want to have both of you. I'm going to ask you a dark, a, a dark horse or a sleeper pick for what you think Brandon Bean might do. Something that nobody's really, no radar pick, something that you might not see. But in free agency, we got, you know, it's about to start – what do you think? EJ, we'll start with you. Who do you think that Brandon B might target that nobody's talking about right now?
2: The Chargers just released Casey Hayward on Saturday. And Casey Hayward could fit in this scheme because he's played in the cover three scheme the last couple years. And Bills run a heavy zone scheme. So that is a sleeper signing that I'm looking for. Casey Hayward to the Bills. Okay. What about you, Mook?
3: I'm still on the Le'Veon Bell train. Man, I don't like him.
1: I don't like him, man.
3: I'm still Happy, on Levy move. Bell. I mean, Happy, you know, move. I, I don't think the Bills are going to think that Najee Harris or NTN to be there for them to entertain. I guess having the best guy. I mean, they need playmakers. Like,
1: well, seriously though, you know, and, and maybe I need to watch more because because from what I've seen when he was in New York, especially, I do get that their line was horrible. I, I get it was horrendous in New Jersey. I get that, but I just don't think Bell like. I kept saying, I want to add speed. We need speed. We need more speed. Bell is not adding that speed for me right now. I, I don't feel like he's the same oh, Bell that he was. Four,
3: four, guy.
1: No, I understand that he ran a four, 4 4 5 Like, I understand that that's what he ran. I don't know if that's what he's running now. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking.
3: Well, we're not sure. But what you're getting out of a veteran guy is a guy who knows pass pro. you get getting a guy mm-hmm. that a defense will have to scheme around because guess what? You can't just rely on your four-man and drop seven in coverage because the pass is killing y'all. They have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. So that kind of balanced some things out. We're talking dynamic players, okay? It's chess, not checkers. It changes the dynamic of how a defense has to scheme for their pass game when you have a dynamic running back such as Le'Veon Bell. Maybe he's not as dynamic as he was in Pittsburgh, but the name rings bell still. So... Defense have to, you know, have to respect that. And if you don't, here you go, Le'Veon, go eat, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: You know, so I, I still say the Bills, you know, quiet. Nobody's talking about it, even though they was basically, you know, one of his top teams. So what do you do? You're not coming back to Kansas City. I mean, where are you going to go? You're going to go to that team that, hey, you probably should have went to in the first place. They right, still want right. to, you know, they they, they recite their whole team back. Yeah, people don't know how important that is. They recite their whole team. Be, so Now they don't have to go back to the drawing board anymore. These guys know the scheme. We're we hitting the ground running. Only thing now we got to do is implement the run game now. You know what I mean? That's going to be probably the focus of this offseason. It's implementing that run game to balance out the attack entirety. So what you do, go get a veteran running back. Let your rookies, you know, develop in process and, you know, Past the torch you know what i mean but by that time hopefully we got a super bowl underneath our bell
1: all right well i mean i hope i hope the two of you are you both agree on bell and i and and maybe i'm looking at something that that you know maybe i'm looking through the lens of a hater I, i'm known to do that from time <laughs> to time i am i can admit that so but yo we're gonna get on out of here i appreciate the both of you for for taking the time out. i know it's late now too i'm in phoenix so i'm still three hours behind it's only seven thirty for me now so yeah, I appreciate yeah, y'all, you, you know, card, um, you
3: card JJ you pre- told him to come to Arizona. It was you, it was man, you. I did. I JJ was JJ. like, yo, <laughs>
1: I was like, JJ, I want to, I, I want to play golf, man. Come out here. Forget about it. it's cold out there, bro. It's cold. Come hang with me. And he decided to, no, nah, I'm playing, man. I would have loved to have him in Buffalo, but I'm happy the way it turned out. Uh, but before we get out of here, uh, why don't we let, uh, both of you, you know, have a moment real quick and let everybody know where they can find your content, what you got going on. Uh, we'll start off with the mook mail. Go ahead and let them know what's going on with you dog.
3: And you can check me out, Waffle Sports, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can check me on a Waffle Sports Report every Sunday at 96.5 FM, Buffalo, 1080 AM. And, uh, you know, we got SportsCube in Live 95, which will be my internet radio station on deck very, very soon. You can get that app on, uh, what's that, Apple, Apple iTunes or whatever the case may be. It'll be there
2: pretty soon.
1: Mookie making moves. Mookie making moves. EJ, why don't you go ahead and let people know where they can find you and what you got going on, man.
2: Yep, so you can find me again at edaniel77 on Twitter. I mean, that's where I, I list all of the, my hot takes and interact with the Bills Mafia as much as I can. I love your comments and your and your, and your bitch raw that you spit at me when you don't like my takes. Uh, <laughs> you can also find me on the cold front reports uh live streams uh, we're doing a draft stream every thursday so you can uh tune in to, to watch our uh draft stream and then of course on the pff bills page, uh all the content that i post again is posted by me so you can uh definitely go follow uh pff underscore bills
3: can i get some of my all draft right sleepers?
2: now can i get some of my draft sleepers no, go for it real quick oh yeah yeah, yeah
3: tj yeah, slayton out of florida you get your Jason, you get your um, Jordan Phillips carbon copy, 6'5", 340. Please go look at that highlight tape. He should be available third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in between there. Another guy, Divine Diablo, from Virginia Tech, six four two twenty five. He can play. He can play linebacker, which I thought that if Bills were to leave, Milano would have left, he can replace that, and also he can play safety. So you got a guy at six four two twenty five, Sean Taylor type guy gotta still be around in those meat potato rounds for being to uh do what he need to do check him out
1: all right, sure. I'm gonna check him out, and y'all already know how we do over here with the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. It's your boy Jay Spencer King. This is the Code of Conduct. We are gonna continue this week going on. I think tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, I think my man Matt is is gonna continue it on, uh, with another live show. Uh, just just kicking off the free agency week. So make sure y'all check him out. Um, I think Bruce got something going on this week too, man. Go go find us all on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Jay Spence, the King. Bruce exclusive, the one and only the man. And, and like I said, my man Joe Miller is joined is joined forces with us too. We got the Hump Day Hotline coming back Wednesday. So me and Joe gonna be back Wednesday night doing the Hump Day Hotline. So y'all already know how it is. Like I said, y'all live in peace, take care of each other, love each other, and hey, y'all stay positive and test negative. Go bills.